That is an accurate description. This is the Barry Bonds episode. Yeah. Oh, there That's we go. What, there we go. Five, the this, Barry Bonds episode. We're kicking off the steroid era hot here at CHN Radio. <laughs> yes, yeah. Steroids are good for everyone. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, just ask Barry Bonds. Just watch, just find a picture of his career progression and head size. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how you're doing it. Yeah. All right. So for today, we're going to go on some club news. Just, you know, poking around at a few things. And then we're going to preview our match this weekend against Huddersfield. Um, I can imagine that people are a little bit more optimistic about this one, but we will dive into that one a little bit. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee right now and had some barbecue today. Oh, yeah, good old Memphis-style barbecue. Oh, yeah. The ribs are amazing. Um, uh, this is our first live podcast. My wife is currently in the room uh, <laughs> drinking wine and playing a game on her phone. I got two sleeping dogs. So this Ooh. is the first live CHN episode. Um, what's your situation like? You're in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, we out here. I came home, realized that, like, I- I've gotten to the age where, like, you come home and you're in your old room and you realize that like you don't need any of this shit in here. And so that's what I've been doing. It's just like yeah. <laughs> basically throwing out all this stuff that I was like, this bucket like, worth of stuff from your yeah. childhood. <laughs> and it's like, while I was in college, I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll come back. And now that I like basically have for the first time moved somewhere on my own and realize that like literally everything in this room can be thrown away. I'm just like, yeah, I hate all this. The only bad thing is that like I'm into books again. You know, books are cool again. Uh, yeah, books so, have made a comeback. Yeah, sure. books are books are on the cool throne today. Yeah. Um. So I've found a bunch of books that I haven't read. They're all like one of the like nonfiction self help books. So we'll see how that goes. That might be my winter break is uh getting getting woke on how to be successful. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Remember people's names first. Advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember people. Remember my name first. Yeah. Advice for any of you young bucks out in the industry uh who who want to make it big in the podcasting biz just remember our names mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's a pretty pretty good first step is if you know who greg and elijah is then you've you're doing well that's a good start yeah yeah awesome well before we get started you're gonna have to follow us at coming home and ufc on twitter follow our podcast account at chn underscore radio and then we have a pretty awesome website which we'll talk about one of the articles today coming home newcastle.com um we have a lot of things happening on because we just happen to be well now i guess i am no longer based in atlanta but you 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 could still claim it but kind of being on the front lines of the almiron news and then we have the takeover news with an american consortium being thrown around so i think we're pretty super hot fire follow right now in comparison yeah i mean i think that, that if you're a newcastle fan and especially if you're in Newcastle, this is probably the best site to follow. Um, you're talking about people who have watched Miguel Miron for two years. That's, that's me and Greg. So yeah. I think we are the best at uh, determining how good he is and all that good stuff. We got the American Connects. Yep. Also, we, we, know, we know everything there is to know about this Rockefeller group because yeah. in America, you're, you're forced to learn about the Rockefeller family. Well. Or you just think it's a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I, for the love of God, I hope Brian was joking. I, yeah, I'm, I think so. I think so. He had to be. Yeah, so and we, someone mentioned that it was the Rockefeller group in, uh, in our Slack chat, and Brian was like, oh, Jay-Z. And I was like, please be joking. <laughs> you, you always say, like, uh, people say, well, when I've had a few drinks in me, 
I spend money like the Rockefellers. And that's yeah. that's a good thing if you're a Newcastle fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But there, there's a lot to unpack, and we'll get into that. Last thing, subscribe and rate us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us reviews. Any positive feedback will really help. You can shoot us an email also and give us feedback. Anything you'd like to see, guests you'd like us to interview, whatever you think is necessary, we'd love to hear about it because that's how we bring the best show to you twice a week. Fair. All right, let's get into it. The first bit of news that came across is my man, my number one, my heart, my soul, Elias Soroson. He is going under some contract talks right now. Um, it looks like the first bit of contract talks were rebuffed by Sorensen that he did not agree. I don't know what the figures are, um, but I know he is completely keen on playing for Newcastle and wants to be there long term. So I've, I'm still confident it's going to pan out. Did you hear anything on the on the numbers or figures or? I, I did heard I did hear that he wanted it was like a matter of a couple three or four grand off of what he wants for his weekly wage, which I'm all in on Wait, three or four grand per week. I don't know. The year? I don't know what it was. I just know it was a week is a significant. Diff- well, yes, I think it was a difference of three or four grand is what the rumblings are on Twitter. But no one's knowing no one's saying if it's the week or if it's the year. Oh, if I would uh, imagine it's probably a week it, if it was something that would, re- would cause him to flat out reject the contract, which I wouldn't be surprised if he's going from a youth player wage of like, what, six, six, let's say 600 pounds a week. I'm basing this completely off of FIFA numbers, so let's not be too realistic, but 600 pounds a week, and he probably wants, I'd imagine, somewhere in the neighborhood of 6,000 no, a week. No, no, It can't be, yes. right? Because you would think, I would think like 1,500. I, mean, I don't know. He's never even played a, a senior match. I don't think you can go and ask him for – I hope he's not doing that. I mean, if you're looking at what some of these Chelsea youth players are making, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's Who's a whole thought? different we'll ballgame. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean yeah, – It's going to be impossible I mean, to loan him if his contract – if he asks for six, we're not signing him. I don't think. You know what it is? You know what it is? I don't think it's that. I think it's going to be like – I think it's for the year. I think it's probably four or 5000 for the year that they can't agree on. Yeah. I think it's probably also something to do with like goal bonuses or something like that. He might want extra incentives or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of incentives, incentives that can come down to it, which could really make a lot of money or financial difference depending on how you want to structure the contract. So, And also like – uh, like limits on how many times you get loaned out, that kind of stuff. I think that he's probably has an agent that wants to make sure he gets playtime at Newcastle. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm sure that's a next step. Because um, you want to structure your contract, do it like four years, and then you want to see the final two years of you regularly being in the 18 and getting a lot of playing time. That's, a, that's probably – and they probably want to even move faster than that. So I would get it. Keep uh, hope. Next thing. Uh, Groningen, 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 Groningen. <laughs> Club name. I, I tried yeah. every possible pronunciation, so that way somebody knows what I'm talking about. Groningen. Oh yeah, you killed it. Um, they are in the Eredivisie in Netherlands. They have a wonderful 20 year old Japanese winger named Ritsu Doan. He has been linked with Newcastle United pretty recently. Seems like a pretty good player. He's played for the Japanese national team three and times. And he will be. He will yep. be. He apparently was called up for this Asia Cup. Yeah, yeah. I'm not and sure what it is. <laughs> mainly a right winger, but he has played left winger and the ten before. So kind of like a Muto type of skill set can play around the the attacking positions. Um, so far this season in the top division, he's doing pretty well. It seems 15 appearances, four goals, two assists, so six goals created already that he's been involved in. I haven't gotten, gotten to, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I've ever seen him play before. So there's definitely a lot to learn about the, about the guy, but just something to watch. Do you know anything about him? He's 20. So that's a plus. Um, young honestly, I haven't done much. I haven't done much scouting. I'll do some scouting tonight on FIFA. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll yeah, the there you go. <laughs> I'll play with him on FIFA. Let, let you know how he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I haven't heard much about him. We're getting yeah. a lot. It, it's, All it's, I heard is he's not a prolific scorer, but he can easily operate, operate on both sides of the field. 
So Benitez would love to have him on the on the field. It's an integral part of his plan. So yeah, I'm just saying we're in we're in high. This is like this is the best part of like the the year for me is right before Christmas because one I'm always on break for school and or university as they call it across the pond. And it's just like we hear transfer rumors left and right, and I have I feel like I need to write about all of them and just get to research <laughs> all these players. Like today, the Chronicle today alone said new, that Rafa Benitez on his list of defensive targets to target Paul Dummett had Nicholas Tajafico, Tajafico, geez, um, Stanley and Soki of PSG and Junior Firpo, which all seem out of Newcastle's price range. But now I kind of want to write an article about all three of them. But yeah. who knows? Why it's just. Not? It's that exciting time. Like, we have, like, four transfer targets we're talking about today. Yeah, exactly. Three. No, four. Four, yeah. I'm still waiting for that Newcastle United linked to Mbappu. Or yeah. interested oh. in Mbappu, and then you just <laughs> post that stuff. Like, I, I thought about doing it, uh, like, releasing it, like, writing it up last night, and then I fell asleep. And then I woke oh, up today. You got to do it. And then I was like, okay, we're getting taken over. So, But now that that's kind of – we'll talk about that in a second. But this is like the only time I can do it is right oh. while still Mike Ashley owns the club. And we're yeah. obviously not ambitious. Yeah. yeah. And, and then just like like do the sentence like the title and then the sentence, yes, they are interested in Mbappu. Other players interested. Messi. Ronaldo, <laughs> like just <laughs> they've also you, i'm gonna write it just also like a chronicle report newcastle are also keen on scouting international targets Lionel messi cristiano ronaldo yeah. and and, and teammate neymar and... although it may be difficult for them to get ronaldo as he has just joined juventus yeah yeah i oh my god that'd be beautiful and they just put ads everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it is perfect <laughs> all right next bit macaulay bon Bonnet? Yeah. Bonnet? I, I think he's English. No, he's Zimbabwe. He's from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, yeah. Uh, he's at Leighton, and or- Leighton Orient. They Which? were part of the unfortunate fall through the Football League, and they are now in the fifth tier in England. Uh, Elijah, tell us about what's going on with him. Um, well, he's being tracked by Leicester, uh, Newcastle, I think another a couple other clubs. Um, simply because the guy's got 17 goals in 14 games. And so that's always going to raise eyebrows. And, um, you know, it – oh, again, to, for, for, for clarity, it's Leicester, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Fulham, and Huddersfield. Um, and it looks like he could go for about 500,000 uh, pounds. So it's a low-risk, high-reward type situation. And Leicester, the kings, they are the kings of that. Like, I believe they paid, like, 350K for Mares. Um, and then see how much they sold. Oh, yeah, and even Vardy. Vardy was yeah. a uh, – yeah. So so I think – and I, I don't know if that's a benefit of their scouting or if that's a benefit of, like, them as a club in terms of uh, training and opportunities and who they've had coaching these guys up. But nonetheless, uh, this is another guy who just we're interested in. 17 goals in 14 games is an unrealist, is an unreasonable pace, stuff that we've I've only seen from another striker, Joseph Martinez who had a similar pace this season. So, but he, he's not leaving Atlanta United. He is, he's going to like, I think I'm going to name my first kid after him. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Joseph Newsom. Joseph, Joseph Newsom. You should name after the best Venezuelan striker, Solomon. Joseph Solomon Newsom. <laughs> my two loves. There you go. <laughs> All right. And then the next thing that popped up, this was about two days ago. Yeah. Um, it was, or maybe yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Kevin Mbabu gave a pretty frank interview about Newcastle United, about his time there. Uh, I'll just read a couple of quotes. I don't, I don't think it's anything that anyone's surprised about. He essentially, just to summarize it, if you haven't seen the news, he basically said, like, yeah, I came to Newcastle a little too early. It didn't work out for me. I was injured a lot. But I've learned a lot from the experience, and now I'm doing pretty well. That's pretty much what he said. Uh, some of the quotes that he said, he said, I wasn't even 18 and left Servette for Newcastle. I also rejected Arsenal. England was not a success for me, but I learned a lot there. The experience at that time is part of what has become of me. The experience of the past is part of me. So just a quote from him. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, 
I don't think he'd make start in our back four, but he's he's doing fine. Yeah, he's playing in a league that's ridiculous, you know, a lot worse football. than. Yeah, but it, he's playing. His everyday competition is, you know, teams that we should. See. Also, he had one good game. Is he with Basel now? Right, young boys. Young boys. Okay, I forgot where he was. But he had one good game, and it was like I think it was against like Arsenal or someone. But it was like an early, not Arsenal. Yeah, it, it was, was some Champions League. It was. It was like early, like group stages or qualifying, and it was like one good game, and it was against it was against the British team. But it was like really evident that the the team was playing like a lot of B players, or whatever. But that was when everyone freaked out and was like, "Oh, this guy!" But I mean, we haven't heard anything from him since. Yeah, and he's played like six other games, so I'm just like, probably not that good. But yeah, no, he. Uh, I mean, yeah, he is playing better, but you know, when you see it against in the top four league consistently week in and week out, like that's that's when it's going to be like, okay, wow, he's actually a pretty good player. Like with with Tovan, I'm I feel that with yeah. Tovan. I'm like Tovan was a legitimately good. Player. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, and there's him. other guys we've seen like Ben Arfa and Cabela who've who've gone and played well in other leagues, particularly France. And it's been more of like it just maybe they weren't suited for English soccer, which you can make that argument for at least Tovan, or just yeah. was the manager, which you can make that argument for at least Tovan. Um, you can make that argument for all three of them, but it's just like I mean, it's like okay, I I see we missed out on that person, but clearly it's like it wasn't that we scouted poorly; it was just they either peaked at the wrong time or there was something internally wrong with how Newcastle was being run. Which or, yeah, or, or all of our this, idiot know. manager decided to play Florian Tovan as a striker, which yeah. he's never done before. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's a too. lot. There's a lot. My, I think my dog, a- if you can hear my dog, she's really mad. She hates how Newcastle treated Florian. Big, <laughs> big Tovan fan over here. Like, if, if Rafa Benitez had Tovan, then I think that – that would be good. That's all I have to say about that. that. I don't know. I just think that it would be different. But that's oh, that's yeah, in the I past. So I definitely we can't do anything about it now. We're not going to buy him back. Like <laughs> no, no, and he's not coming back. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's he not. not a great experience here. Yeah. Next bit, Andreas Samaras. We talked about him. He was he's been linked for about a year, but yeah. he was also a big link in the summer. His name's coming back again. So the Mirror had an exclusive, which Elijah and I said, "What does that mean?" Well, that was yeah. what you said. Yeah, that, yeah. You, you explained what exclusive was to me after that. Um, so basically, Demir are claiming that he is a he's a fan favorite at Benfica, which is odd because he's only started in 13 matches in two and a half years. And he's only played five minutes this entire season in Portugal's top division for Benfica. He'll turn 30 in June, and apparently the fans still love him there. And it seems the Mirror are claiming that he is definitely getting bought by um, by Newcastle. They're the same last year that Benfica wanted him for 17 and a half, and Newcastle only offered 10 mil, and Benfica turned that down. But now, because of his lack of playing time, he could go for free. So he's yeah. a defensive midfielder. So I mean. Who knows? Who knows what he's able to do? I mean, the guy's barely played, so it's it's going to be tough. But he's not I'd say ancient. He, he's about to turn 30. So it's like he's not even that old. So I don't know. We'll see. What's your take? Yeah. Uh, same same age as Modiame. People forget Modiame's old. Uh, well, No, that's not old. Speaking. <laughs> and I said relatively speaking. Like yeah, in the yeah. terms of, of football, that's old. Uh, um, so I think that if you bring this guy in and it's less than five million, it's worth it because you have you have that depth you need at that position. It's a position where I don't think anyone's like this is a priority. And I think I touched on this in the last episode. It's not a priority, but it's nice to have, especially considering Diame and you're gonna lose Hayden. So whatever fees you get from Hayden or that salary, you can kind of replace that with this guy who's gonna be probably halfway decent. I don't know. If if he can tackle and maintain possession, then he's already like number three best defensive midfielder we have. Or just best defensive midfielder you, we have. Yeah. So I, I'm excited about it. And I will say this, um, Benfica, just looking at some of the guys they brought in, they've brought in a lot of good young talent at that midfield position, two of which they bought this past summer, which could probably explain why he's not seeing the field as much this season. 
But also it could just be, be because he's old and he's not very good. So we don't know. But yeah. if Rafa's scouting him, maybe, maybe he sees something. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it could be another Dubrovka thing. So, yeah, I hope. Could, be, could be. Or it could be a Jesus Gomez. Either yeah, way, I don't think exactly. people are pissed about if Jesus Gomez. If it's a Gomez. free, then what? Yeah. What does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Well, same with Key. Key, like, started with a blank slate because he came in on a free. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. No matter what, we didn't pay for him. Yeah, that's right. That was cool. All right, now let's get into the most important topic, I would say, for Newcastle is the club sale update. So today it seemed multiple reports were saying the deal is done. Newcastle's getting sold. That was today. Yeah. We, it, like, if, trust me, guys, if the deal is done, you're getting an instant podcast. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. and we're, like, we're inviting everyone. Yeah, yeah. Just, everyone gets on the pod. Like, we're yeah. Just... <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be, so like, when you, I don't know, I just, I just don't, trust it when they say that those things oh the deal's done and you want it you like i don't know for me i want to be the optimistic person i want to say oh my gosh this is actually going to happen this is actually going to happen but in the back of my mind you know anything's not anything's not possible with ashley (laughs) if if, if you get a drift so what walk us through what you think went on today what you're hearing and then also, maybe recap us a little bit on Graham's article that he wrote on our website, comminghomenewcastle.com. Like, what, what is he saying about the club sale and his thoughts? I have a feeling they're similar to mine. So there's a lot of everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of connecting the dots here. So today the news was announced that Mike Ashley has an agreement in place for the club. Um, about two or three hours after that story broke, Lee Ryder came and pooped on everyone's parade, which Lee Ryder, I feel so – I've like, – I, I don't I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with him because I feel bad for him, but and I like him, but sometimes he pisses me off with, like, the clickbaity stuff. But, like, he literally is, like, the guy at the Chronicle that's just, like, the bear of bad news. Like, just that that's his job. Like, anytime anything happens, he's, like, the guy that debunks and pulls hope away from everyone else. And he's really good at it, so good for him. Well, he's, um, but- he's also gotten called out for it by a few other reporters, too. Like, saying, like, and this didn't happen yesterday, but some people said, like, like, you know, why do you always take the easy route? Like, it's so easy. It's like, oh, yeah, the rumors aren't true. Like, actually go and get the source and, like, provide something yeah. concrete and say, like, hey, I just talked to somebody, one of the managing partners in Newcastle, and they said they have not received an offer. Like, give us something. Because saying, like, and even the other people saying, like, the deal is done. Like, I know you can't give up your source, but, like, prove it. Like, yeah. Pr- I mean, prove tough. what you're saying. So, like, it, it's t- say just anybody could say, oh, yeah, there's no deal. Cause, and every day you're going to be right until the day it happens. Yeah. It's, it's just the way and, out. Yeah, it is. And it's the same thing with the Alvaro thing. And we'll talk about that in a second because I, there's just so much to talk about with that and a lot of different angles to discuss. But anyway, um, but so basically, basically came out and said that Newcastle, he said, so sources close to Newcastle say, that Newcastle hasn't received an offer and that there's not an agreement in place. They're still waiting on Kenyon. But it does seem like what we do know is that Kenyon and his group, the Rockefeller group, uh, are going to be front runners. It does appear that is is as if it's not going to be directly a Rockefeller investment, but Rockefeller investments and the people involved, the Rockefeller family and their financial consultants are the people who are out recruiting on behalf of Kenyon for this consortium. So, that is that is what I've heard, um, and that's what I've read. Graham wrote an article. Uh, just I suggest everyone read it. It's pretty good. Um, basically, looking at because Graham, if people don't know, Graham's been a Newcastle fan for a long time, lives in Newcastle, blah blah blah. So he's seen the whole Ashley era, all that kind of stuff. And oh, he he's also said, writing a book. Yeah, he's also writing a book. <laughs> in case you forgot. Um, but uh, he, he basically said, hey, a year ago, literally the same thing happened. And there's been people who've been screenshotting and tweeting out the Culkin, the Times, George Culkin. He, he tweeted out literally a year ago that, that there was an agreement in place between Steve Lear that she'd submitted a bid or something. And then, like, hours later, Mike Asher was like, no, I didn't get that, blah, blah, blah. Um, same thing happened a year ago to this day. And um, he basically says, can we trust Mike Asher to actually sell the club? Um, and he goes through, he's like, hey, is Mike Ashley a good businessman? What do you think? No, yes, whatever. 
is is this actually going to be different this time? Um, and he, he brings up a good point, which I, I've mentioned in the past, and I think you've mentioned in the past. This is kind of – this does seem like a breaking point for Mike Ashley given the amount of other business ventures he's involved in and their, like, failures all at the same time. There was another one that came out today um, with uh, – I forgot what it's called. It starts with a D. Um, some other company that he's involved in and he wrote he gave them a 40 million pound loan or something like that it's like he's got that house of Fraser and sports direct it's all failing and all that kind of stuff so this could be the the time he actually sells the club because it makes no sense for him to keep having this club um but yeah it's it's interesting he actually mentioned it that he was doing it in like a real yeah he that happened said it in public also realizing that uh graham put Rockefeller as in Rockefeller like I'm a Rockefeller I'm a Rocky fella, like Jay-Z kind of stuff. So that was interesting. <laughs> I don't know if Graham's a Jay-Z guy, but he put Rockefeller. So, or maybe that was Brian. Who knows? Um, but anyway, yeah, so the sale. Uh, basically, we don't know anything new. That's, that's honestly it. Uh, I guess 300 million pounds seems like the price. Um, people think that it could happen soon. The, the good news is what I'm hearing, which this also gives me a little bit of hope well, kind of, is that Rafa Benitez has been assured that he'll be back in January regardless of the sale, um, like regardless of what's going on. So that kind of makes me think that there could be a situation where there, the sale might not get done until mid-January, you know, barring official business. They have to, like, get approved by the Premier League and all that kind of stuff. And they could be, you know, paying back Mike Ashley for any investment that they make in January, something like that. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. It's – it's a uh, – it's something that we have to keep talking about until it happens. Yep. Yeah. We're it's that time of year <laughs> and yeah. we're not talking about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or boxing day, which sounds like a pleasure. Oh yeah. I've never experienced it, but I, I've heard it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's like essentially like black Friday. Yeah. We also have, we, we have like basically every three weeks in America. Yeah. Macy's always has a sale. Okay. Yeah. But Miguel Amiron. Miguel Amiron. So who knows what's happened here? You're hearing, I mean, people are all over the place with this. You're hearing like prominent Paraguayan reporters mention uh, that the deal is done. And you're hearing other people saying, no, it's not. And then other you hear Darren Eels. And then, yeah, Darren Eels says no. And I mean, okay. Yeah. Where, where do we even start? Okay. So I guess yesterday we had Bruno. Uh, geez, now his name escapes me. Bruno Punto, Punto, yeah, Bruno Punto, who is as Roberto. I was talking to Roberto about this, and Roberto says he might be the most popular, uh, like commentator on sports in the entire city and entire nation of Paraguay. So for Americans, this would be like if Scott Van Pelt broke a news, or if honestly, if it's like if 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 you and then you can kind of translate that to any sport, like. If Adrian Wojnarowski, I'm not going to say his name. If Woj broke the news, if Adam Schefter broke it, you're like their credibility is on the line. We know they're this is what they do. Like they break news, and he yeah. said there's yeah. an agreement in place, and the, the signing should happen in the next few hours. Then people went insane, and <laughs> they were stalking Miguel Almiron's uh, Instagram. Saw that he was on a flight, and I just want to throw this out there. I tweeted this out as soon as everyone this picture made its rounds. It was him in the black, black and white uh, video of him on a plane. And I was like, guys, he's probably going home to Paraguay, as Roberto said that he would because – On this very podcast that you're listening yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's a picture of Roberto in with Miguel Amarone in Miguel Amarone's house. Found that out as well. So Yeah, we, um, we, just, we uh, mentioned that. Yeah. And so so I think Roberto is very well aware of what Miguel Amarone's travel plans are. I think he knows him somehow. And mutual friends, whatever. But I was like, he's going to Paraguay because, you know, it makes sense. He just spent, what, eight months in America? Um, the Premier League, not the Premier the, uh, the MLS season started in, what, March or April. And then he's just now finished. So I imagine he's going home. And, yeah, he was going home. But they were stalking him, saying he was going to Newcastle. They were thinking he was going to Newcastle. They, his girlfriend started following the Newcastle hashtag on Twitter. So there was a lot that got people excited. And then Darren Eels was like, we have not received any offers for McGowan. And then people were like, oh, well, classic Mike Ashley. And then today, and this is, this is 
brand new, I guess. The Chronicle are now saying uh, they're now bought in after Lee immediately striking down anything regarding Almiron. He's now put out today that two outlets have now said the transfer is almost done, which is Radio ABC, which is where Bruno is a part of. That's his radio station, uh, the biggest news outlet in an actual ABC station um, in Paraguay. And El Intransiente, El Transiente, which is another newspaper, have claimed that there's an agreement between all parties and the, new, and the players should become a Newcastle player soon. And then, of course, you have Darren Neal's, who has repeatedly said there's been no offer made. Here's what I think about this. I think that if you're Darren Eels, you're not going to say an offer has been made. Like, you're not going to say that in public. Like, I've never yeah. heard of any, any – like, and it's one of those things where everyone gets so deflated every time he says that. But, one, you have to remember, that, like, how to negotiate in general, first and foremost. Like, I've never heard anyone, and, until the transfer is said and done, say, like, oh, yeah, we've received an offer for such and such. And I've heard some coaches do it on like on and off again, but that's basically after everyone knows that the transfer is done and it's about to be over. But like you don't see like right right now with Christian Pulisic and, and Chelsea slash Liverpool, like no one's going and asking the director of Dortmund, "Have you received offers from Christian Pulisic?" Yeah, that's a good point. Like no, like they're not going to be like, "Oh yes, everyone's offering for Christian." Like it's a fire sale. If you want to off, like they're not going to say that. Like that's that's like you don't do that. That's like not how you negotiate. And if you look at how Atlanta United operates as a club, like all of their signings, and this is like strictly from this is me being a fan. All of their signings they just appear out of nowhere. Like they don't, they're not. You don't hear. Okay, this person we've like you don't hear from uh, Argentina or whatever that. Oh, Atlanta United have offered for Ezekiel Barco. It's just one day Ezekiel Barco showed up in Atlanta, and everyone's like, oh, I guess he's here. It was the same thing that happened with Almiron. Same thing happened with Joseph Martinez. Same thing happened with Tito Vjalba. Eric Rometty as well. He came out of nowhere. It was just like, oh, we lost the player. Uh, and then out of nowhere, it was like, oh, Eric Rometty, we signed him. And it was just like, these are all key players on this Atlanta United team, and they just they keep everything in-house until the deal's done. That's how they operate. That's how Arthur Blank operates. That's how he's used to operating. He's an American businessman. That's how we do things in America. Like, you don't have a lot – like, until the guy's signed, you don't really – the team or anyone doesn't comment on it. Like, you may hear such and such is going to the Ravens, but no one from that staff is going to comment on it until the deal's done. So I think that's exactly what's happening here. That's how that yeah. organization operates. If people keep asking him about it in public – and he's going on, like, Sky Sports and stuff. And so it's like the only reason they're bringing him on is to talk about Miguel – like he's gonna deny it every time. That's just how. That's how you negotiate. That's how you conduct business. So yeah. I don't know. People are freaking out. Something may happen. Something might not happen. If something doesn't happen, it's just gonna be because Newcastle offered something a price too low. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, rant, I think but. everything kind of gets starts to get situated next week, or maybe like a, a day or two after Christmas, is when the the a medical would take place, something like that. That's when things because. I mean, in our interview with Roberto, he wants to be somewhere January 1. That's the goal. So, um, I think that is possible. All right. Yeah. And and to be fair, the only places where this kind of thing is, like, people announce that they're going to a place before the deal has been, like, done is, honestly, South America, which is why I, I'm not surprised when you report. Like, with Newcastle, like, Atlanta United's next signing, Pete Martinez, he said, he said during an interview, I'm going to Atlanta United. And everyone's like, dude, what? You can't just say that. Everyone thought it was weird that he said that, but that's normal in uh, Argentina. It's normal in Paraguay. It's normal in Colombia. Like, that's what it, it's people announce, hey, I'm leaving, and you got to suck it up and deal with it. But I'm going to be here for this long. The deal's not official yet, but I'm gone. Like, yeah. it just, that's how it works. And that's not how it's conducted in the States. It's not, it's not how it's conducted in Europe. So, Stop freaking out, everyone. Uh, the signing, it may or may not happen, but don't be discouraged that Darren Eels is repeatedly denying it. So, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's take a look at the Premier League table before we get into this Huddersfield preview, see where everything stands going into this weekend. Newcastle are sitting in the, I guess, fine place of 15th. <laughs> they are... Uh, on 13 points through 16 matches, the clubs behind them are Crystal Palace, Burnley, Huddersfield, 
Southampton and Fulham. So Huddersfield is an 18th. They're three points behind us, uh, 10 points. They have a minus 17 goal differential to, to our minus nine. Um, on the top of the table, something interesting, Liverpool is still unbeaten, and they're in first place. 13 wins, three draws, no losses, 42 points. Man City with 41 is second, then Spurs, then Chelsea, then Arsenal, then Man United. So we have the riveting matchup between number 15 versus number 18, <laughs> a relegation dogfight. We have Newcastle United making their second shortest journey of the season for a league game when they face off at Huddersfield Town. A 3 p.m. local time kickoff, sold out. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So yeah, uh, let's go team. Let's go team. So I'll go off some of the injuries and suspensions going off for either team. And then Elijah, if you want to take that news and we'll get into lineups and, and things from there. Sound good. You want me to take the news of injuries? Well, like ingest the news I'm about to give you about injuries. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just any, anything that I say that sounds weird. Just chalk it up that I drove from Atlanta to Memphis today and I still have well over a thousand miles to go. <laughs> mm. All right. So on the Huddersfield side, uh, Philip Billing is back. He, had, he was suspended. Um, and then Steve Mooney is still banned. Uh, they lost Aaron Moy and Tommy Smith to long-term injuries this week. And um, Aaron Moy is – Massive because David Wagner uses him in a key role there. Uh, Terrence Congolo and Jonathan Hogg are also also like it's kind of unclear. They they've been like limited in practice, uh, so that will be like kind of like a game time decision if they're going to play or not. And then Eric Derm um, uh, is probably going to play because Florin and I can't I don't know his name Hotter Janaj. Um, like would play in like a right wing position with Eric Durham as the right back. Like, so it's going to be a f- kind of a funky lineup for them for Newcastle. Oh, wait, uh, you forgot one. Oh, who? Abdel Hamid Sabiri. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that is, but he's injured. He's got a broken collar. Oh, Which, that sounds awful. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, Sabiri, yeah, yeah, he's out for sure. Yeah. Um, Cher, he's back, um, probably going to replace Fernandez, I'd imagine. You'll you'll judge on that. Yedlin will serve a one-match ban. Um, I'm, we're assuming we said on the, on the last podcast on Monday that we think Paul Dummett will be back. So look for a Mankio Dummett, maybe. Um, Lejeune is somehow close to returning, but I don't think he's going to play this weekend. And then Kennedy looks like he'll be back to replace Christian Atsu. And then uh, Isaac Hayden, Hayden and Carla Darlow return to training, but no John Joe Shelby. And doesn't seem like he'll be back. And as Elijah informed me prior to recording this podcast, looks like he's going to see some specialists. So Elijah, you take it yeah. now. What, what are you seeing as far as lineups, formation, prediction, like our formation <laughs> predictions, like yeah. all that. Give, give us a rundown. What's weird is I, I'm looking at FOTMOB right now because that's my go-to football app. I mean, I'm, they're not a sponsor or anything. I just wanted people to know that. They don't have Yedlin as suspended, which is just weird, but I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, he's so, it's a red definitely. Punch. Yeah, I would say like I, I don't. I didn't remember reading anything about the suspension being retracted or anything. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that Huddersfield. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I would imagine Newcastle revert back to a four in the back lineup. I'd see. I probably think that Mankio is probably going to play right back. Uh, Dummett's left back. Uh, maybe Clark and Share. I'd be. Oh, sorry, Lascelles and Share. Um, I don't know. Maybe Clark and Share. Uh, LaSalle's had a bit of a shocker that, that last week. But as people have pointed out on Twitter, uh, anytime he's returned from injury, he's had a couple bad games, and then he kind of, like, does something. I don't know what he does to himself, but, like, motivates himself some way, somehow, and ends up playing lights out for the rest of the season. So 
He'll probably be back in the lineup, to be honest, be LaSalle's to share, which would be a nice little decent balance in the back line. Obviously, Dubrovka in goal, uh, Mankio out right, Dominic out left. Um, and then I think your winger is going to be Kennedy and Reggie uh, with uh, Key and Diame, uh, probably Jose Perez because he's he scored, so he's probably going to play. And then Rondon. <laughs> so I think we're going to, yeah, 4 2 3 1. Um, nothing much really else to say there except for uh, I hope Jose gets subbed off in the 45th, 45th minute. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Huddersfield usually runs a four-two-three-one as well. So I guess you could have like I know Pritchard will be starting, and Williams, and that's pretty much everyone. Oh, Schindler is a great center back, and that's pretty much all I got for you with them. So, um, <laughs> well, let's get into predictions. So, wait. By the way, just want to throw this out here. Newcastle have lost to Huddersfield only once. And it was our last time at Huddersfield. No. Oh, yeah. Actually, twice. I'm blind. <laughs> and, yeah, and, we lost them in the and, championship. Yeah. So, never mind. My stat means nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. It does not mean anything. <laughs> um, so, and, and then another thing I'll just mention, like, Huddersfield's recent form has not been good. They've lost each of their last three matches by one goal each so that's not going well for them and in the last five they've picked up four points so eh. all right but so it's draw win and then loss 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 newcastle a little bit better than that who did they beat i wonder in their win they yeah. beat wolves two nothing <laughs> wow we almost yeah. we almost they, tied they drew, wolves Remember they that. drew west ham and then lost to brighton lost to burnmouth and lost to Arsenal all by one goal. So they actually – that kind of screwed them because they had some games that were must-wins there. Um, yeah, well, and, and they have – they've kind of – you know, remember Huddersfield used to get smashed by Man City's and, like, the better clubs, and now you don't see David Wagner getting trashed for bunkering for a lot of their matches now, but whatever. Yeah, it's I'm just because he's not Rafa Benitez. Yeah, exactly. One of the best managers in the world. So, yeah. okay. Anyway. Um, and they've also yeah. only won once at home this season. So, I'll say this. This is going to be a pretty boring game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a 1-0 win for Newcastle. Um, wow. That's my exact prediction. Well, I mean, the last t- two times we've played them, it's been 1-0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I think the trend's going to continue. I there, Like, I don't know. I think there's not – I won't. I don't want to say there's not much separating Huddersfield and Newcastle, but I feel like there really isn't. Like I think I know we're better, but like just the form of some of our players does concern me. But I mean, I don't know. Aaron Aaron Warry being out could be something huge for them as well. Um, I haven't really seen them play without him, so that could be big, and that could really at least that de- it will be detrimental to their attack, but I don't know how, how well our attack is going to be against their defense. I don't think they're losing anyone significant in the back line. So I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I picked one of two, like Huddersfield doesn't have anything positive going for them. Their best players are hurt. They, they, you know, they had last year, they had that kind of resurgence that they went through. That was like pretty, pretty cool story considering, you know, their financial situation and everything, but that's over. I mean, it's, it's done. They are going to, I mean, and I would say that both fan bases probably think this is a winnable match. I think, I think both could say that, but I just think we're a better team. I think there's going to be a little bit of desperation for Newcastle because now we have three winless in our last three with uh, drew once and lost twice. So there's going to be a little bit of urgency. Um, just because of that. And I know obviously Huddersfield is going to have urgency, but they don't have the players to do it. We, we at least can say that we have some spark here and there, which I don't even think they do. I mean, Moy was the spark. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a Solomon Rondon, one nothing, pretty amazing goal um, where he just kind of takes over. I think Newcastle's going to have a lot of possession and they're just going to take it to him and eventually get one in. I kind of, I, I kind of want to say that this is going to be similar to like the Cardiff match where we're just like, it's just yeah. them. <laughs> so yeah. 
we're going to – I think we're going to keep the ball a lot. We're going to just – we just have to do – play wide, take a ton of shots from any, any part of the pitch, play, you know, play those long balls. Like if Cher's back and he's back in form, play some pretty insane long balls because he's really good at it. Just attempt a lot of crosses if they're not giving you the middle. If they give you the middle, take it and try to get that just one goal because I think that's enough. Yeah, and and I don't know. Down against us as well. I I just hate that like because Newcastle lacked some of that create. We're missing arguably our most creative player. It's not going to be as fun to watch. Um, like yeah. like when I mean, and this is obviously a different league, but you look at MLS and, and when teams bunker down against Atlanta United, it's like they're so talented with their attacking like with their attacking players, it's like it, they just dissect these teams and they'll end up winning like three, nothing or three, one. Um, but you don't get that with Newcastle. You get that with like Man City or Liverpool or it's just, I don't know. So it's just not going to be as fun to watch. It'll be a pretty boring game. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be watching with the Toon Army Atlanta. So it'll be fun with, with them, I guess. Shout out to Toon Army Atlanta. What is good? All right. So just a little bit of stats for you. I didn't have anything really too crazy. But um, Newcastle have failed to win nine of the last ten away matches. Failed to win. Um, so hopefully that will change. Um, Huddersfield have lost with a one-goal margin in our last three matches, which I mentioned already. And then Huddersfield has failed to win 18 of their last 20 Prem matches. Wow. That, that's like relegation form. Yeah, that's bad. So that's my that's my stats for you. Do you have anything else on this? It's gonna be a boring game. It's gonna be one to <laughs> win. It's just like I'm not really looking forward to tweeting about this game. I'm just ugh. It, it'll, it'll be it'll be nice to see a win. Um, I'd know, imagine no, that no disrespect be... to them, but like even their name just isn't Premier League. Yeah. Like I don't want to say like Huddersfield Town is a. Premier you know what it sounds? It sounds like when you do a FIFA like Road to Glory, you take a, a League Two side all the way up to the Premier League, and it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, Coventry City, like that's or, just something. Leighton Orient, that's like well, you don't want to see that. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Sunderland. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a Premier League club, like so. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it should be interesting. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be some bombshell news that drops tomorrow. That's going to or Saturday morning. Like someone's gonna, it's gonna get everyone excited, and everyone's gonna be more excited about that than the actual game. Like I'm, I'm guessing, oh, some guy's gonna track a flight from San Diego or San Francisco, wherever Rockefeller's. Warren Barton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, we have to talk about that for a second. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna track some flight that was like San Diego to Newcastle, and they're like, oh, Rockefeller's, it's happening right now, and or like Peter Kenyon's gonna be spotted like, like at the game or something like that. And that's yeah. going to get everyone more excited. And then, or Miguel Amarone, like, posts some weird into story. Like, it's going to be one of those games where it's like exactly. everyone's looking for something else, anything to talk about but this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, for sure. Oh, shout out to Warren Bart. Yeah. Uh, Warren seems to think this is happening. Yeah, he, uh, he confirmed that. Yeah. He, <laughs> I was like, dude, all right, Warren. I think Warren's at the he doesn't really care age. <laughs> it's like. He tweets out whatever he wants, and I respect that. You got to love it. You got to. <laughs> For sure. All right, so let's get to your questions. We – our questions are sponsored – sponsored, not sponsored by Fubo TV. Fubo TV, guys, is a beautiful, eccentric, eclectic streaming service for sports around the world. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a beautiful thing. You can just, just be sitting on your couch on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time watching French League de action on the gridiron. And, you know, just by a small fee, you can watch that as much as you want. BN Sports 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Any, any, any sporting event you can pretty much watch. And here we are bringing this information to you. And all you have to do is click the link and sign up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's pretty easy. And if you've done that and you are with Fubo TV, let us know. We want to see how you like it. Because we yeah. like it. We like Kanye and, and whoever he 
Bob Dylan. Recorded that song with it with I love it. I love it. I don't know. It's, Kanye shouted out Bob Dylan today. I heard that was a big deal. I feel like I don't know what is Kanye's deal. <laughs> the question of the day: What is Kanye? <laughs> the question that nobody asked, but we will answer. Mm. <laughs> All right, so we do have one question. It's from the goat, the official questionnaire of Coming Home Newcastle's CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, and his question is: If Serena Williams was raised as a soccer player, would she be a better bruiser number six than Danny Williams? Yeah, yeah. She'd be on the field more, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Danny Williams, that's a returning from injury, making his first harder field appearance in a while. He was injured, I think, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's American. Right? I mean, I I think that's a it's a swift, quick answer, and it's yes. I have a question for you, Greg. Actually, okay. I just thought of this. This is this is what we like to call in the biz improvisation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so say we get taken over and this is a very if and let's not let's not even make it realistic let's make it unrealistic say we get bought by uh united arab emirates so unlimited cash right we already buy miguel amiron so we have this cam situation address what's the next position and who's the person you want to buy uh for newcastle the next position and who yes I am. I immediately target any positions that are filled by lone players. That's my next thing that I do. So okay. Anything that's starting, like any players that I foresee going that I don't think are going to stick or be at the top of the game since I now have an owner with unlimited money. So I'm immediately thinking striker. Okay. And I'm immediately thinking Andre Bellotti. Of Torino. Oh, okay. That okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, okay, I'll give you a striker. Uh Cavani. Edison Cavani. I mean, yeah, why, sure. Why not? Like <laughs> you have like you're gonna be able to pay him more than anyone else. Um, why not? I mean he's already making a lot of money at PSG, but I don't know. I think he's a guy who I'd like to see in the Premier League. Um I'd say okay, if we don't go striker, I'd say going with that loan thing. Um, I'd love to see another winger, like a dynamic winger and I would say, um, hmm. Oh, wait, Carrasco. should you say this or should you wait till the winger article comes out? Oh, well, no, this is an unrealistic oh, signing. Oh, this so, is, uh, okay, like, got it, got it, got I'm it. thinking Carrasco or like Saul, someone who played for oh. Atletico. Yeah, just yeah, because. I like Saul. I like Saul. I also like Carrasco, and Carrasco is the, if you're going unrealistic, is the, mo- the more realistic unrealistic signing because he's like in China or something right now. So you just pay like, hey, stop playing in China. Come play in Premier League because why are you playing in China? Yeah. That is like that to this day pisses me off that we lost like Oscar. Like Oscar, he's gone. He's in China yeah. and I've never heard from him again. And he was fun to watch at Chelsea. That really makes me annoyed. Stop going to China. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. You're not going to like it. You heard it here first. Yeah, you won't. You heard it here. They may pay you a lot of money, but you will miss your family unless you bring your family with you. You know, one real quick thing. I think it says a lot about a player who will leave what their career to go play for millions of dollars. I think it says a lot about you as an individual. Oh, yeah. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Like, you, there's Look, two ends of the spectrum. There's Toddy, who left, who, who never left Roma. You've got Buffon, who – at the end of his career, like left to, to ring chase, which I don't hate. And you have Oscar, you have Hulk, you have Carrasco, you have all these guys who just left to go because they were getting, they're going to get paid. Yeah. That's just like, dude. Gotcha. Well, do you have anything else, sir? Elijah? Um, no, uh, good luck driving across the country. That's Thank you. I have to say. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The next time you will hear from us, I will be in Las Vegas. Yeah, and oh. it'll be like four o'clock. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that, I don't think that's how time zones work. It will be like two hours behind. No, three. Three? Yeah, they're Pacific time. I didn't know. If... Okay. Yeah, uh, I Ooh. really hope and pray that Newcastle never have that early Seven match eight. ever again. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be tough. 
Yeah. <laughs> but how great is it going to be for you to be like wasted from like 7 a.m. to like, like the last, like what? When is, because college football, their last games are like eight. So like until like midnight, it'll just be Yeah, I could, I could watch a, a, a Georgia college football game at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. You could. After the Newcastle game. Yeah, after the 4 a.m. Newcastle game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, that's like the the benefit of Pacific time is like, oh, okay, I can just watch sports all day. And then I'm not like – I don't have FOMO of missing the 11 o'clock p.m. Pac-12 shootout. Back when, like, yeah, the Pac-12 exactly. was, like, fun to watch. And it was like, oh, Oregon's playing USC and this is going to be a good game. And, like, but Monday it's at 11 football night. starts at, like, happy hour there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's like five five twenty. I might move to Las Vegas now. Come on! All right, we're, we we're doing it. it. They they were they were saying they need a lot more Elijahs in Las Vegas anyway. Oh, I thought you were gonna say black people, but Elijahs. No, I was too. not saying black people. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll leave. Uh, one one message from our. Let's get a, one more prediction. My dear wife Christy, will Newcastle beat Huddersfield Town? This weekend, no, they are an 18th out of 20. She knows nothing about soccer. Can't even name. She only knows DeAndre Yedlin. That's the only person she knows. 15 and 18. Newcastle's 15. They're 18th. Real quick answer: win, draw, and tie for Newcastle. Oh, she's going lose one nothing. All right, we're never having well, her on the podcast ever again. Well, hey, I will say this: not a bad prediction, considering that the last time we're at Huddersfield, we lost one 0 so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> could be. <laughs> could be. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We will save you more rambling. That concludes episode twenty-five of the greatest podcast you ever We will be back with a wonderful review of the most riveting match in the Premier League. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And with that, we will leave you. I'm your host, Greg Cotswold. That's a better host, Elijah Newsome, and this is a better song, Blade and Races. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gathered the blade and races. Johnny had a white hat on the yell, we stole the cuddy. 
There were spice gals and monkey shows and ad bikes selling ciders. And a chap with a hobbly goon, the butchers and no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 